Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. I don't even know why I'm trying anymore. It's all downhill from Romero anyway. Yeah, pretty much. It shouldn't even just give a fuck, in my opinion. At this point, it's all try-hard bullshit. Yeah, right. Now we're just trying to prove a point. <laughs> the point is that we can continue to put out an episode every fucking week. Every fucking week. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to mention we have language lessons. Language lessons? Yes, so pay attention. Okay. Good day to you. And welcome to today's episode of How to Speak Proper English. Not like one of those yank-type people. The word of the day is twat. When pronouncing the word twat, it is important that one stress the A sound so that it sounds like this. Twat. The word we do not want to be creating in this situation is the word twat, which absolutely nobody says. Somebody really needs to tell that Carl Urban geezer from the boys. So, I will leave a space after the beep for you to pronounce the word. Twat. 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 No, you got it wrong. What? Here, here listen to the guy again. Uh, you ready? Uh, right. Okay. Uh, twat. 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 I'd see in my head I'm doing it the same as you're doing it. Listen. Listen uh, very uh, carefully. Uh, twat. Twat. That's better. Yeah. Twat. Yeah. One more time. Twat. Okay. Twat. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds right. about right. There we okay. go. You yeah. got it. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Very good. One more time. Twat. 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 Very good. One more time. Twat. Twat. That concludes the lesson for today. And of course, if you don't like the word twat, well, you're a cunt. <laughs> Who did that for us? That was boss. That was that boss? Yeah. Nice. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to the 212th episode of Cinema PsyOps. Sitting across from me in the studio, still trying to pronounce the word twat properly, is Matt. 
Twat. No. Twat. There. That's what I just did that. Twat. 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 That's what I just fucking did. Twat. Twat. Perfect. Yeah. He I finally know. got it, ladies I and gentlemen. I did it the six previous times, too. Well, I recorded just some like, of it. You just like saying that I'm not saying it right, even when I am. Twat. You gaslighting motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yes. That's the hill you're going to die on. That I'm gaslighting you about your inability to pronounce the word. Twat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, Speaking of I never twat. said I was making wise choices. I just made one, though. Speaking of twat. There was a lot of twat on display tonight. Yes. In the film. This is probably out of the last three movies that we've done. The first two, I would say, would be almost you could exp- almost describe them more as maybe like really artsy movies that just happen to have life sex in it for the shock value. And some shots of twat. Yes. This one I would definitely say is like the first full-blown porn we've done. Which It's just a porn. I wouldn't say that this is just a porn because it's still very artsy and there's still some stuff to discuss. However, there is less story and more fucking in this for sure. Let's see here. I'm surprised, but I did get it to one, two, three, four four pages of notes. So, And I do believe that each of the, the scenes do represent something yeah so i will be making up whatever Just shit whatever comes to my head that I, do. that I can think that this should yeah. be representing and i was trying to think instead about of, it instead of just penis going into vagina clip clip uh but i mean i'm pretty sure that there was a like it was supposed to represent something but this was very much avant-garde art film porn like yeah. like and i've seen a few of these in my lifetime and i won't really give too much of my feelings on this specific one and how well that works for me in that. How about this? All right. Yeah. So better yet, the uh-huh. first two were like art house films with some porn in it. This was a porn with some art film stuff in it. Yeah, it's a lot more heavy on yeah, the pornographic elements than the art house stuff. It's way more sex than yeah. anything else. It is certainly one of the most avant-garde and artistically produced porn films that I've seen. Now that I will also agree with. But this is definitely more towards, I think it's, it also represents what you and I are more used to and what we We've seen more of when in we think porn. of porn. Yeah, yeah is is because lots of a, sex with little spurts of story and lots of little spurts yeah, yeah. <laughs> of stuff. Yeah, but um, what I was basically getting at is, I think that this this represents the era that we're more familiar with, and some of the VHS tapes we may or may not have snagged. Yeah, over time that no one cared about anymore because it was the later '80s. This is the kind of stuff that I remember being able to get my hands yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, before I got my hands out, on it, and hiding it in your bedroom someplace. Right, like if you sneak into the back room of the video store when nobody's looking and you you manage to grab a hold of one or two yep. and stuff them under your, your hoodie before anybody notices. Exactly. And then yep. you, you run out of the store yep. and you swear you're going to return them, but then you're too but embarrassed. You never do. Yeah. Even though there's a night drop box and, and you could have returned you could have You could have easily have dropped them in there and there was no cameras plus, or nothing. Plus but you the did fees it. for the return that you could have paid for it. Yeah, yeah. But you still feel too guilty that you did so, it. So you just kept it. I'm not speaking of personal experience. Neither here. am I. I've never done anything like that. I would that. never hide any such tape in a secret cupboard area of a desk I had where I also kept cigarettes. Never would have done it. (laughs) Never would have done it. That's not something I do. (laughs) So, like, did you, in in your time, did you ever end up actually renting any when you finally got old enough to rent them? Because it was like 18 for most states, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I did in college once. Like, that was with a group of people. So was it like I just went to a video store Uh and rented a porn? In fact, I don't even think I rented it. Uh, You were just in the group I was just in the group when someone else actually, we were in a small town in college and somebody went in. It was probably our third week there and actually 
had to create a account with this mom and pop video store. Then we ran into porno. Most of the stuff I got was usually um, tape trading things where somebody would dupe a film like that and then yeah. send it to me. And then I'd be like, dude, I'm 16. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> why, why are you sending me porn? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I mean, thanks, but... <laughs> but can you have a little less of the murder stuff <laughs> yeah. involved with that? Yeah, yeah. Can I, can I get something a little more sunshiny, please? Yeah. But I mean, when you tape trade like that, it, it's usually one of those things where like, you pretty much you, you take whatever you can get and the person yeah. just dubs off part of their collection. Yeah, and like, and like, it, like my situation there, where the one time I was actually a, like a part of like renting a porno, uh-huh. it was so non-sexual because at the time when we finally started watching it, we had six 16 people in a small dorm room all getting drunk openly and just getting fucked up and laughing at a porn. At one point, somebody picked up the TV we were watching it on because it was in a dorm room and put it out the window for people like walking on the sidewalk to see what was happening because people wanted to know why it was so loud in our building. They were <laughs> you like, this wonder one- why I don't want to hang out with your friends that you made back then. <laughs> Actually, I don't know where any of those people are to this day. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> like, I was in a room with 17 people, and I have no idea where any of those people are right now. <laughs> they usually make horror movies that start like this. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The latest season of The the, the Sinner will be based on the proclivities of Matt and his group <laughs> well, in college in that room. I legit at one point thought someone was going to drop the TV, like the person holding the TV was going to drop and it was going to kill somebody at the bottom floor. So I was looking, I was like, I was really lucky. It, I, I picked my right spot in this door room. I stood right where if like somebody was really angrily wanted to open up the door to find out what was happening, it would have opened on me and I was in this little crevice so I would be hidden from everybody. That or had an easy, the only easy escape out of the room. <laughs> Matt Psyop always making sure that he can bail on you at any given time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, solid yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm not dying in a fire and I don't do well in compact areas, so I always need to know I'm right next to an exit if I'm in something like that. You know what my favorite compact area is, Matt? Where's that? Twat. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna ride that twat until I'm finished. You spent nine months trying to get out, the rest of your life trying to get back in. Old school. Very yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah. All right, so as far as I understand it, and Robert posted a goodly amount of stuff that I'm not going to repeat here, it's in the Cinema PsyOps Facebook group okay. about last week's film, A Woman's Torment. Yeah. Um, all the stuff that I was able to see or you know, I got notifications for that Robert posted, I did mark them as announcements. So if you want to take a more academic approach and learn a little bit more about the films as we're kind of going through them, he did some extensive research and posted a bunch of stuff there. Uh, The one thing that I will say is that it was confirmed the Rialto Report is both a website and a podcast that deals specifically in getting the the behind-the-scenes stories and the information about these films from this era. Nice. So if you're interested and you want to learn more and you want to get more of a deep dive, and I'm not just talking about twat, I'm talking about a deep dive into the information and the history, then that's definitely the place that you're going to want to go. Yeah. The Rialto Report on that. And, you know, I'm like kind of intrigued and I kind of want to learn more, but I feel like my porn collection will grow yeah or or they'll say something that will make you like rethink one of the pornos maybe that you enjoy in a way that i don't want to yeah think about. so then yeah. all of a sudden like a porno that maybe maybe it's like a nostalgia favorite of yours all of a sudden now you can't watch it anymore <laughs> that's always a, like you know anytime you're gonna listen to a podcast about the behind the scenes of any kind of genre or anything you get, i get a little nervous it's hard enough for me to try to enjoy wizard of oz knowing that those you know the poor little people playing munchkins were kind of fucked up so 
<laughs> and that like the first ten men died of fucking poisoning. Yeah, and that also Judy Garland spent her whole entire life probably horribly abused. Oh, horribly abused in that movie. Yeah, I mean they wouldn't let her eat. She lived on a steady diet of cigarettes and diet pills. <laughs> She fucking did, though, especially during that movie. Yeah. That'd be fucking... It makes it hard to enjoy it. I still do, because I think I'm, I think I'm a bit of a psychopath. Secretly, it makes me enjoy it more. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> fucking, you fucking sadist. Yeah, so? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Not trying to kink shame you. I'm just stating the fact. I like it when they suffer for me. Oh, God. <laughs> So fucking gross. Really? You're, yeah. you're feeling gross? That that felt gross hearing you say that. I like it when they suffer for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. While we talk about things that absolutely nobody cares about on Mike. Because I don't really want to talk about the movie. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding. You're being an ass. I know. Actually, you know what you're being, Matt? What? Twat. Twat. Nope, you're too uh, long, long at. Twat. 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 No, that was a, that was another O. Twat. 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 <laughs> maybe it's maybe we're, we're pronouncing it wrong. All Twat. 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 Maybe, maybe that's a hard A. <laughs> it's like an imperial at at. Yeah, yeah, at at. But it starts with to twat. So, twat. Yeah, yeah. Twat. 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 Perfect. There you go. We're gonna take a little break here, and we're gonna have Matt practice this in the background. Twat. Twat. Hey, you fucking twat. We're gonna have a, the Legion podcast promo. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of corruption. And and when we come back, twat, <laughs> there will be no trailer because it doesn't exist. Twat. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
plasmatics with sex junkie. Twat. You're doing great. Twat. Nope, oh, nope, nope. You're back. Just listen, listen. Twat. Twat. No, no two. No, no, ah. At. Twat. 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 Perfect. Twat. Yes. Twat. Now, there's absolutely not a trailer what? for this that is usable. You do have that now. We're good. All right. Yeah, but there's not a trailer for this that's usable. It's pretty much all just music and then scenes of, you know. But a bunch of twats. Well, yes, there's also that <laughs> in the trailer. But unfortunately, we don't have one that's actually relatively usable. I mean, I could play the music and we could just sit here and listen to it. But I'd rather not. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> that sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's not usable in an audio format. But. Fucking redonk, dude. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do the film then all right twat all right <laughs> corruption we open up uh some people are meeting in a business meeting it's some dialogue and considering that's rare in this movie it's our first clip i believe in business i believe in honoring my contracts i believe that without honor all business becomes quite useless williams i'm glad to hear you say that really glad you don't know how glad because time is running out. We have a deal. I gave my word. So? So the deal will be honored. Good. Because we have done a tremendous amount of work for you. I'm sure you won't deny that. No. And I'm certain that you wouldn't want to forfeit the fruits of our labor. Nothing will be forfeited. We still have some time. Yes, my dear, but it seems to be working very much against you, and everyone is vulnerable some all right. Well, after this, we cut to a man walking into a room. Uh, he asks if anyone's there, and there's a lady behind the desk, and she's like, of course there's someone here. He asks who she is, and she says, I'm the lady behind the desk. So David okay. Lynch, yeah, we're, we're there. Yeah. We're, we're David Lynch territory right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, he says, well, then you have, he then states that they have something for him, but she says it's actually not really for him, and that it's a very strange request. She redirects him to walk through the door, but says it won't be easy getting it out of here. All right. So uh, he walks into a room. We find out his name's Alan. So the, yes. this is a blue room with a woman sitting in a blue corset. She says that she wants him to go sit down real quick. Um, she begins somewhat playing with herself. And uh, uh, thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. And then directs him to come over and to, um, well, to smell it. Yeah, she's don't do nothing else. Just smell it. Yeah, he just basically comes over for a waft. Yeah, a waft of, of fresh air. Of <laughs> a waft of some seafood, if you will. Well, that's offensive. That is offensive. That's very offensive. Good. Anyway, <laughs> fuck it. Wow, you're pissed. I am. I'm in a mood tonight. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It I'm doesn't have anything to do with the movies. So it actually it has nothing movie. to do with the movie. I'm just I'm fucking. This is life. Uh, <laughs> just life's in there. Um, anyway, so, but then she instructs him to go back sitting down, and as she's masturbating, she explicitly starts stating how she doesn't need anybody, she doesn't need him, doesn't he need anybody, she could do all this herself. And I'm like, wow, she sounds just like teenage me. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this is pretty much how most women should feel. Yeah. That they don't need a man because they know themselves even better. I mean, not a lie. When I first discovered masturbation, this is probably how I felt. I don't need anything in life anymore. <laughs> That's somehow a clip. Somehow. Um. <laughs> Whereas I was like, geez, this would be so much better if somebody else did it for me. <laughs> The, the true laziness of court. He, did, he wasn't thinking about a connection or anything. Just, fuck, you know what? This would be so much better if I could just lay there. That is my style of sex. It's like me and Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> 
Oh, shooter. Now, what, I, what I'm kind of getting at here is the lessons that are being taught in this or, or the, the various thing that's going on, what she's trying to explain to him. She's giving dialogue that actually describes how she no longer requires a partner and she doesn't really require anyone else because she has taught herself how to pleasure herself better than anyone else could. No one knows you. No one knows your body like you know your body. Right. But what she's getting at is also it's all about her and her selfishness towards herself. Yes. And that's the most important thing to her. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that this first room represents some type of like mortal sin, but not like in the seven deadly that we would normally equate. And I'm going in a different route somewhat. Okay. I think this is like the basis, if you know what I mean. Right. This is keys now at first, first base. base. Yeah. It, it, and it's almost like the levels of, and it also could be not just the basis. And I'm wrong on the basis. More like the levels of your sexual discovery. You usually start figuring it out. He's at the heavy out. petting level. Well, not even heavy pet. I'm saying because she does it all herself. It doesn't use him. That's that first level. Like oh, oh self discovery. You, you yeah. self discover. Okay. Because then when she's done, she tells him he has to go into the next room. Well, see, I'm taking more of a supernatural twinge to this movie because that's yeah. what I felt while I'm watching it. Okay. Because everything is super sinister yeah. and, and has like this very like it damnation has a lot of the of, soul. Yeah. But I mean, there's really no wrong way to interpret it because the film's not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, it doesn't tell so you. So your representation is very much valid. And yeah. also, ours, so is yours. Ours kind of go together if you think, I think about I it. I think it's kind of, a, it's supposed to be like a mashup like that. Well, on the venial sins, this is the first step on the way there. Yeah, Self-discovery, yeah, like, literally. And if you yeah. want to go with like, you know, Christianity and how they view, how they can view sex, this is your first step into the sin. Yeah, the venial sins. Yeah. Yep. And now we come to the second step when it's a red room and there's a woman there and she directs all of a sudden a shirtless Alan. So we walk through a door and all of a sudden shirtless. And that doesn't seem weird to him. So, okay. Uh, this and, is where I started thinking more supernatural for yeah. sure because of the weird things that change. Yes. You know? Then he instructs her to eat her, which he does. And <laughs> uh, Thank you movie, I guess. Uh, yeah. And after he gets done, she then begins blowing him. Yeah. And she blows him. And right as he's about to blow his load, she stops him. She specifically tells him yeah. to tell her before yes. it happens. And right as he's getting ready, she stops and tells him that he has to go into the next room. That's the next level. That's when you finally like you know get a partner heavy petting you maybe exchange some moral but it stops there and you know you go home and you cry deeply you didn't, you didn't get to pop in someone's mouth yeah, well, or it, on their face or anywhere at all yeah so he's at the blue balls level is that why yeah, the room he's is at blue? The blue that's usually high school the room the room's blue right <laughs> no that room's red okay the blue room was the woman masturbating but he didn't get to do nothing well, that's pretty blue balls too yeah yeah he didn't get to didn't do that all he got to, to do, do was smell her vagina so still that there's worse ways to spend an afternoon. I mean, right? When you have to do your taxes or some shit, that sounds way worse than doing what he was doing. Do you know what would make your taxes so much easier to do? If you were smelling vagina? While you're doing it. Like a scratch and sniff form for your 1040 easy. Literally easy. What does that fucking sticker look like? I don't want to know. Just a triangle. Hey, you're getting fucked either way with the taxes, so it might as well smell good. Yeah, right? Jesus Christ. Okay, so the, the Red Room, he's basically learning frustration and anger towards being left unfulfilled yes from a yes. sexual partner yes or i would suppose or 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 that's the fluffer room getting them prepared for the next level yeah that's a possibility but i just given what you're going the route that yeah. you're going with the sexual thing it, it feels like that one represents sexual frustration and it was at this point in the red room that i realized how beautifully this film was actually shot mm-hmm. and i was like this may be the most well shot pornographic 
film I've seen. It's possible, yeah. And I don't know if it's just the restoration that I think it's Vinegar Syndrome did on the disc. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm positive it's Vinegar Syndrome now. That I love that it's called Vinegar Syndrome when you think about vinegar. <laughs> well, the reason that they call that is when a print goes bad, they call it going vinegar. Uh, I gotcha. So Vinegar Syndrome, they're trying yeah. to bring films back from that. Yeah. And that's why they're. I guess they drew that name. Yeah. But regardless of all of that sexual barrage of imagery we just had. Yes. Um, this room, the red room and like the frustration and, you know, the way that they're playing it when he does show frustration on his face at the end there's as you would. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he had to pinch it back. I know, right? He was like, listen, if there's an accidental wind, things are going to go awry around here. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, so that, that sexual frustration, so it's self-discovery and the satisfaction of what you can give yourself, the disappointment of your first meddlings with partners and what they can't provide for you that you already know you can do for yourself. Yes. And then the spirituality of that, of having a partner leaving you unfulfilled and it not being about coupling in love mm-hmm. as a religion would want you to do. Yeah. He's escalating the sins as he goes. Yes. Well, then the next room is a black room and there is a woman there and they have some conversation. So fuck it. That's our next clip. What the fuck is going on here anyway? We were hoping you would have guessed by now. Well, I haven't. A man has to give up certain things in order to get certain things. There's always a trade-off. What am I getting? What you want most, power, but only on one condition. What's that? That you renounce love. Can you renounce love? I can. Will you renounce love? I will. Then come and fuck me. And he does! I just wanted to add like a totally happy, happy going, and he does. What I think this room represents is the shameless um, seeking of multiple partners without any care or concern or love in any way, shape or form, because she literally says you have to give up love for power. And when it comes to gaining the upper hand of these kind of emotionless sexual encounters of this nature, you would need to get rid of love as a factor in that because, you know, you can't fall in love if you're going to be fucking multiple people because that's going to ruin your ability to fuck multiple people. Yeah. Unless you, you know, nab yourself someone that's into poly and likes to share you. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then, you know, what I also view it as it's if you went like a, a church way of looking at it. Yeah, okay, so the blue was the self-discovery. That's step one sin. Step two sin, you did, you traded oral and shit with somebody without being married. There's sin. And now the black room, the reason it's black for death because now you just had sex without getting married and there's your ultimate dun, sin. Dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. You can look at it that way too. Yeah, because, you know, once you shed your quote-unquote innocence, which virginity is a big thing in religion. Yeah. Obviously, he's not a virgin at this time. No. But the symbolism but the of it. symbolism of when it. When you go the full-fledged actual sex without actually doing procreation, that is like the worst fucking thing you could ever do as a Catholic. Yeah. And this is a very Catholic way of looking at things yes. with sex. Yes. And not just Catholic. Almost every form of Christianity. Yeah, the extreme side of how they try to limit what you can and cannot do with a... Twat! Yes. Yes. Uh, and the worst are Catholic, Southern Baptist, and uh, Mormon are probably your three top worst religions for nailing that shit down. I'll see those three and I'll raise you Nazarene. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I mean, Nazarene's the next level, though. That's that's like next level. <laughs> yeah. Like, even your most staunch Catholic looks at Nazarene and goes, slow the fuck down, man. We're just people here. And not only will I see you and raise you Nazarene, uh, I'm going to call with Evangelical. Oh, well, yeah, I, yeah. Evangelicals, jeez. Well, they're the people who probably believe in seeding. So, you know, they're going to send like preachers on TV money thing and it's going to help them seed their faith. And then there's also the quiverful movement that comes out of that. Yes. Where literally sex is 
only for procreation and don't you dare enjoy it yeah so there you go and, and you know you can add aspects of the uh more extreme uh muslim religion with that too because they definitely view sex as something that should only be done between man and wife the thing that's really hilarious about religion is they try to conquer things that you would innately have a drive to do as an animal yeah they also try to sell you something that you can have no proof is 100 percent going to be yours by the end of it by following it yeah which is quote-unquote eternal life or you know yeah proper rebirth or whatever it is well and uh, you know pat Oswald made a great joke about that he goes and i'm sorry but religion was created guys but like me because he goes most of the other guys were all these big huge guys getting you know all the food killing people doing whatever i want it's the smaller people the weaker people are like well we got to figure who's smarter maybe went well we got to figure out a way of curbing these giant monsters who are just having rape for dinner and you know so we got to promise them like there's a sky you like cookies well there's a sky cookie man and if you're you have to be good and not murder people and help people and you can have all the cookies you want and then there are offshoots of that where some people are like well i like cake so where's my cake man to this guy who will give me cake if i'm good so i mean it all kind of goes back to that and that's all coming from someone who you know believes <laughs> Patton Oswald. He's uh, no, 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 no. He. I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. all this and have said all that. And I, you know, believe mostly because you're hoping there really is a dessert god in the sky. Yeah, that yeah. Will provide you with cakes and cookies. <laughs> Pat me definitely really likes that idea. <laughs> For like a brief second there, I'm like, tell me more of this sky daddy with cookies and cake. <laughs> see, see what happens, man. You get the, endless ice cream. Holy shit! Ice cream cake. I've listened. I've listened. Okay, you can have all the ice cake, but you have to believe anybody who believes in cookies. God. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> For like a brief second there, you almost had me with Sky Daddy. <laughs> you just got to know where the buttons to push, man. <laughs> you had me a cake. You need to get back at keto. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, that's, that's why, why that's I'm craving why. <laughs> the cake in the afterlife. Well, after uh, blowing his load, uh, he is told to leave. <laughs> Poor guy. He's still coming down off of it. She just looks bored as hell, too. And she's like, yeah, you need to leave. <laughs> well, that's why, like, at the end of the actual sex and the way that she kicks him out yeah. and it's important to know he's starkers when he walks into that room he doesn't even have his pants anymore no yeah he's when, completely gone when he walks out he is disheveled and the woman behind the desk is gone but there's a briefcase there yeah but when he actually comes and then she tells him to go yeah um it's one of those things where that's kind of how anonymous soulless heartless sex would be you, yeah you literally would just kick the person the fuck out yeah I, yeah i know i know personal experience same. No. Like, which end of it were you on? Both. Or both. Both. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I'm not proud of a lot of things I've done in my Sometimes life. Sometimes you have to get rid of the third, and then you have to go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I've kicked myself out of a lot of places. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> my phrase for that is always, I gotta go return some videotapes. <laughs> this isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> I was out of town when that shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that gets done, and then he does end up exiting, and he's somehow redressed, but all of his clothes are all fucked up Yeah, now. they're all disheveled and everything. Um, all right, so that's all over, and we cut to uh, the man and the woman from before during that business meeting are walking in. Uh, you can tell he's very tired, and she is concerned for him. They also speak about how her sister is, if her sister is home, but it does not not appear so. She says she's concerned for him after negotiations, and he says that wasn't really a negotiation. They just gave him an ultimatum. Well, 
Well, she said that's too bad, but it's time for him to do his other duties and it's time for a banging. So as he's laying there and she's getting naked, uh, she's like, asks why he loves her. And he gives like the shittiest answer I've ever heard anybody say. Like how he still got laid after this, I have no idea. How she shitty goes, was the answer? What? Well, go ahead. How uh, shitty is the answer? This, this, he goes, well, you don't ask for much. You don't really bother me. That's why he loves her. Wait, what's wrong with that? God damn it, Court. I swear to God, how do you have a successful marriage is far beyond me. What's wrong with him saying that? That's not a reason you love somebody. <laughs> they don't ask for much? They don't ask for much and don't bother you? That's yeah. why you look forward to good roommate, not a not a spouse. Same, same, right? No, it's not same, same. <laughs> I mean, it's somebody that you're going to cohabitate with and occasionally fuck. That's not a roommate, dude. You, that's not going to be a healthy roommate environment for long. I've had some really good roommates yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they've all ended greatly. <laughs> well, no. Okay, so shut but the fuck up. No for- marriage ends greatly either, usually. Usually it does. When they don't ask for much and they don't bother you, it can. No, when you work together as a team and you're a unit, it does. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, no. It's not ask for much and don't bother. That's the definition of true love. That is not. When you distill it down, that's all you need. I believe that what he's saying is not what you're interpreting as when he says, you don't ask for much and you don't bother me. But no, I don't believe he loves her. But I believe he play, he pays lip service for it to say that. I believe they're intertwined in business because, uh-huh. you know, she's with him. Maybe that's why she's negotiating. Loves him. Maybe he doesn't bother her and maybe he doesn't ask for much. I don't know. Or maybe it's because he's Mr. Thick Dick and she likes to ride the pogo stick. That could be too. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't love him. She's just in love with his doggy style. Right. right. And then also his ability to be a great pogo stick for that joystick joyride. Anyway, he must be good in bed because I don't know a lot of women who would let a guy get away with that answer for, <laughs> do you, you know, why do you love me? Uh-huh. And then still bone him right afterwards. Clearly that, we have not dated that, some that, of the same kind of women. That, that or she, she does not have a high opinion of herself, like daddy issues and shit. Well, that's where this guy's bread and butter would be yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I know that pain. <laughs> All right. So after Bone Town, then uh, uh, she mentions to him while they're boating right before the end that uh, he can't come in her. Right. So he has to pull out. So then after it's done, he asks. A lot of people are telling other people not to be coming inside. Yes. Yeah. In multiple ways. This is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they need some explanation about why we're having a buddy shot. Maybe. It might, yeah. might just be the error. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. after it's done, he asks her when she'll be back on the pill. And she said, according to her doctor, never. And he goes, well, get a new doctor. I was like, fuck, man, you are one cold-blooded son of a bitch. See, I think he really loves her. Yeah. Because he's really concerned about making sure that he doesn't get her pregnant. <laughs> That's what? <laughs> Well, that's how you love someone, Matt. You make pregnant? sure you don't get them pregnant. That's that's not what lo- that's maybe what love is to you, and I don't think that's love. Still, I, I'm pretty sure that love is a backhand in the words "pop goes the weasel." <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, hey, listen, champ, you doing all right today? <laughs> I'm fine. Everything good? Is love not a battlefield? Has Pat Benatar lied to me? Yes, yes. Pat Benatar definitely lied to you just to make a good song. She definitely did, yeah. Do not besmirch the name of Pat Benatar. I'm not besmirching her name. I'm saying she's a fucking genius because she made a lot of money making a lot of great music that, yeah, may not just be telling you the truth. Well, love is a battlefield. <laughs> 
All right, buddy. Y- you okay? Fine. Just do the notes. All right. You don't need to make another sleeve of tattoo going on here. Jesus Christ. I never thought it was going to be the porno that was going to make you fucking all wonder. Adult film. Adult film. This is classy. Yes. Pinky out. <laughs> when, when, the... when, when you masturbate onto somebody and come on them, pinky out. Also clip. Clip. Uh, all right. Well, we see then. Now we finally see the sister. She's home. And, uh, well, she starts masturbating in her bed. So I mean... That is the actress's name is Kelly Nichols. And some of our more astute old school grindhouse viewers would recognize her as the lady in the bathtub who masturbates and then is shot in the head with a nail gun in the original Toolbox Murders. Hmm. One of the greatest death scenes ever. I'm seeing a pattern here of things she does in movies. And also the masturbation scene that she does in that film is in a bathtub and is extremely hot. Yeah. It's quite awesome. Well, this ain't so bad either. No, no, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And all the while she's doing it, we see her main character is pretty much watching her, you know, play five knuckle shuffle. Which is perfectly okay to spy on somebody like that, right? No. There's nothing wrong with that at all. There's a lot of things wrong with that. But in a film, it's okay for us to see it as long as he's watching it. That makes it okay, right? No, it's okay for us to watch it because uh-huh. people got paid to be in that movie for us to watch it. Right. Now, that's just movie. Uh-huh. Story mode, where if the movie was real life, that's not fucking right for him to sit there and watch. Even if he can see it, no problem. Like, he didn't have to work to do it. He just kind of stumbled on it. Yeah. You, you should still not stand there and watch. You're violating someone's profi- privacy. You well, should walk away. What if you walk into the room and say the words, looks like you could use another hand? No, that's still wrong. It's just because they did that in the <laughs> movie once doesn't automatically make it right. God damn, movies have lied to me my whole life. <laughs> you really think about it, American Pie has not aged very well. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little. <laughs> not nearly as bad as Revenge of the Nerds, but still not great. Shit is all sorts of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, now just to give everyone an idea, this movie's about an hour and 18 minutes long, and these sex scenes are very long, and we're just piling through because, I mean, I'm not going to describe how she masturbates to you people. I mean, it's inside the panties. We never actually see anything, and she never really yeah. takes them off. No, no. But but her breasts are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, this is just turned into a real jerk fest if we're not careful. Um, I'll tell you what, the closest I came to coming yeah. <laughs> for this and wanting to yeah. for this series that we've done so far of it's, the three movies this is movie? this movie. Yeah. And I think it may have something to do with the fact that it just goes to my brain of this is the type of stuff that we would have caught yeah. on video we probably could have, kids. We, you know, we might not have caught early 70s porn, but you definitely catch some 80s porn. Yeah, there's some that definitely like you would, an 80s porn. There's some of the 70s ones that you would go to that you would recognize the name from, but the ones that we were talking about earlier are not the type that we would have ran into. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, anyway, we cut to a CD bar with a lady dancing while another man watches. What's CD about it? Well, it's got the dank. Yeah, it looked relatively clean. How could you tell? It was all smoky in there. I mean, th- that's how the bar should have been back then. Yeah, it's seedy. <laughs> it's a seedy bar. That's what they're trying to say it is. Okay. In the wrong part of town. I think it's just because there's one dude and no bartender and a lady uh, dancing naked constantly for one dude Yeah, who refuses to tip her. Yeah, see, it's seedy as shit. I mean, that's kind of seedy as shit. Lady's gotta work. Not well. Give her some money, for God's sakes. Anyway, our main character comes in and he talks to the other man, and that is our next clip. What are you doing here? It's a little decadent for your taste, isn't it? All right. Take a look at that, will you? I didn't drink a mile of piss to see her pussy. I always had a way with words. 
Isn't it amazing how we guys never get tired of watching some half-wasted broad shake her ass? Huh? That's Oh. Isn't it also amazing how we never get to see you unless you need something? I'll make it worth your while. Oh, your filial devotion's breaking my fucking heart, Williams. I mean, uh, my own brother's gonna make it worth my while. Half-brother. Yeah, but you get a whole Larry when you need him, don't you? I mean, uh, every time you come down to our humble sewer down here, you always manage to find me swimming in the shit. What do you want? Uh, I sent a messenger, uh... Alan. Huh? Your messenger, Alan. How do you know? Well, we're one big happy family down here. Where is he? I don't know. Hey, said I didn't know. But I got a pretty good idea. Come on, have a beer. Enjoy the show. I'm in a hurry. Well, don't be. The night's young. I got a lot of mileage to put on before you sleep. All right. So now they enter uh, in, into like a basement area that has a lot of fog coming out of it. I don't know if I do all that. It doesn't seem like the place you want to enter. Maybe you do. Yeah. 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 That's the place court's going to enter. This is where I'm starting to get a very supernatural because it's a bar that nobody's there. There's just one guy and who it, runs the bar. And I think that's like his domain for whatever part of the spirit world he runs. And, and what you're about to see is a lot more stuff that's going to turn into what you're going to think is more supernatural oh, yeah i mean it gets real fucking supernatural yeah, it, real fucking fast it's really weird if it wasn't weird already or surreal or, or however you want to put it they come to a hallway with a series of red doors that all look like regular like apartment doors with eye holes you know so people can see out except Only the peepholes these are going to work the opposite way yeah uh the, so this is okay right and we because find these, out these were installed for us to be able to view so what yeah, he's doing apparently here is fine. what he's doing here is fine you're supposed to be doing this and everyone knows yeah. Yeah. So it's okay to peep. Yes. This time it's times. okay to peep. It's okay to peep at a peep show. At all times. At all times. At a peep show. The main bro uh, is instructed to look into the peephole on the door. When he does, he sees a woman showering. She continues to shower a little bit. Then another woman joins her and they have women fun. The shower scene was a thank you movie. Although that's an amazing peephole to be able to yeah. do like a 180 turn. I know, right? And like just kind of like look around the corner of the door. All right. So, uh, and then another woman joins. That's a thank you movie. I mean, that was a fine display. I mean, so far, all the sex that's happening in this movie up to this point is all okay. Because it, it's, it's really, a, it's all a little, of it's going to be okay until the very end. Because for the most part, I mean, even though it's a little weird and there's some domination stuff going on and some orders being but, barked but, out, everybody's pretty much a willing participant. Yeah, everyone's on the same page there. And some of us like to just be told what to do because it makes life easier when it comes to that. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> like if you want, Although your- you're starting to you're starting to get. Into, we, you're gonna have to go into Legion podcast after dark if you want to keep talking about this stuff. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying like it's it makes it a lot easier if your partner tells you exactly what it is that they're desiring at that moment. Oh yeah, yeah. It makes life easier if you, you know what you're supposed to do. So anyway, uh, they have some girl and girl action. Uh, no scissoring, so that's already a negative fifty in my books. So fuck you, movie. <laughs> That's not a thing. It is too. Stop. Still not a thing. Stop rooting this for me. Uh, so not a thing. It is a thing. Still not a thing. I don't care what you say. Why do I get in arguments with recording? I just don't understand it. Uh, I would say it's because you're mentally incapacitated most of the time. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Very true. I've just ingested a lot of marijuanas. <laughs> I wasn't watching the film on marijuanas. Why would I do that? You ever uh, seen the back of a dollar bill on weed? <laughs> 
Oh man. So, uh, so now, uh, after the older, uh, after uh, bigger bro sees this, he wants to leave, but smaller bro says he has to go through to the next door. Uh, he says if he doesn't, bad things could happen. So big brother does. He looks through and we see a BDSM scene with a, a guy in a leather mask. He's on his oh fours. A woman's telling him to lick uh, her boots and to bark did, like a dog. Did that dominatrix not look to you like Penny Marshall? Kinda, yeah. But, but like in like BDSM really done gear? Up, yeah. yeah, Penny Marshall in BDSM gear. A young Penny Marshall, sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like around the time frame. Like I kept like, I tried to zoom in on the picture to see. You're like, Laverne? Exactly. I'm like, what the fuck? The director of Little Rascals? Did the did the beer <laughs> the, did the beer place close? Are you not bottling it anymore? And then I'm like, is this what Laverne does when Shirley's not around? Probably, yeah. And then I couldn't not see it as Penny Marshall, even though I knew it probably wasn't. It's, I mean, it's not. So, like, the rest of the scene got, like, way more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, holy shit, Penny Marshall's got a dark side. Yeah, go ahead. Go get it, Penny. There you go. God you, rest your soul. You make Jamie Gillis lick that fucking boot. <laughs> well, Spoiler alert for the next five yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just as we were about to say, uh, she says uh, that she is sure he could lick that boot better without the mask. He removes it. And we see it's the main bro. Uh, that freaks out the bigger bro. He stands away and says, uh, what the hell's going on? He goes, why does that man look like himself? And the younger bro kind of gives him a cryptic response of like, oh, it can't be you because you're out here, right? Just all of that is just fucking creepy. So this journey into the underworld where he's seeing all of these various sexual acts that he's supposed to be indulging in. Yeah. This seems to me like another walk through like what Alan went through for what he was supposed to do for grabbing the case and being a courier. Yeah. But this is a much more extreme version of it because he is responsible responsible for viewing but he's also seeing himself like in another level mm -hmm. so it's almost like a spiritual self-examination of the things that you've been involved with and or fantasized about yeah at, on his journey and it also has that aspect of voyeurism on top of it yeah it could be a like everything he sees through the doors are things that are his own a window into his own desires yes yeah. that he maybe doesn't even realize right yeah well so then they go into the next door and on this one we see the same woman who was dancing it seems is laying on an altar uh there's a weird dude in a top hat with like makeup on almost like a clown makeup like you know really pale film almost like a mime but with red lips instead of the black or lips. a pro yeah yeah and uh he strips her we see she's kind of like bleeding from her eyes she's supposed to be dead yeah it looks like she's supposed to be dead and when yeah. i realized that right as he strips yeah, her I was and saying, so this turned into the last two scenes have now been court's favorite scenes kind of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really fun to watch penny marshall force a dude to lick her boot yeah i liked that <laughs> that was awesome but then they throw necrophilia at me and i'm like this is the greatest movie you could have ever chosen for me that's court's fetish that's my fetish <laughs> I just hope I put it that's court's fetish enough so that somebody can pull that as a clip. <laughs> and then just use it like a year later when you're just talking about somebody being disemboweled. Because that's I mean, my fetish. It's kind of, you know, that's what court believes. That cock and shit's like metal. 
<laughs> don't even remember saying that. Anyway. Clearly you did. I did. I know. But I just, let's see here. Uh, so he strips her. Uh, he begins finger blasting her. Um, then he uh, starts. I mean, is he trying to break out the rigor mortis of her? Twat. Maybe he's I mean, just, is that why he's doing it? Maybe he's just trying to make room from anything else that's in there. Just like, uh, you know, move it up. That's why her eyes are bleeding. He's kind of pushing everything up. Mm, yeah. Break yeah. out the rigor mortis. Because, like, you know, that's how, you know, physiology works here. I'm sure. So. Um, he starts fucking her, and then after he finishes, the main bro can see that it's Alan, the guy who originally was supposed to pick up the case. And he starts having a paper's clips moment trying to open up the door. That's my fetish. It's people having paper clips moments? A little bit, yeah. yeah I don't <laughs> mind. I, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't get, like, sometimes lost in the YouTube hole of watching public freakouts, because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, so this display of a dude fucking a corpse, and all of those sort of like extra levels of taboo no-no fantasy world things that our main character Williams should not really be into but kind of might be and then realizing that one of his well, cohorts see, here's the is thing, a though. part of it here's what I think yeah the third door isn't about him okay the third door is about his cohort his former cohort putting on his show but I think the first two doors were about him the first door about the voyeurism that he already knows he has from watching his own girlfriend's younger sister diddle herself and they like to watch. Yeah, and there's and nothing I, wrong with that. And the other one where I feel that yeah, there is a lot of things wrong with that. You can't <laughs> watch that stuff unless they give you If permission. I can't watch it, why they put it in the film? Well, you could watch it on the film, but uh-huh. in real life, you couldn't do that. Can I watch it and pretend like I'm him watching it? And is that okay? That's fine because you're not actually doing anything. That's just your kink, man, and it's fine. a little fine. bit of a fantasy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, but that's actually fine. watching it is wrong. But Fantasizing if you actually about- did it. Yeah. If you actually watched a real person mm-hmm. masturbate, and uh-huh. they didn't know you were watching, it didn't give you permission, uh-huh. that's wrong. Okay. Okay? Sure. Are you there now? Yeah. Is watching someone commit acts of necrophilia without them knowing it wrong? Ooh. <laughs> Where's your moral conundrum you're, there, right? You're, you're in a weird gray area that I can't, I don't know, man. I'm going to go ahead and let you do you. That's what I'm going to say on that one. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> that's one that's that's that one's above my pay grade <laughs> so essentially what you are saying to me matt is necrophilia can be overlooked when it comes to that again i think so okay just want i to think so sure. i or at least i'm going to say i'm not the person who can make that call that's going to have to come from above me that's going to have to come from management <laughs> management's going to have to make that kind of call well, considering that there is no higher power than me, I'm just going to go with my gut instinct on this. Say that's okay. I'm going to just be fine with it. There you go. I still think that that represents his fears of his friend fucking him over for whatever his friend was doing. It and could him be. And causing their death. Like, and that didn't even have to be something sexual, like not a fetish he's looking at. He's looking at the fear. But his friend actually says that he put on this show for him. So that well, actually yeah, happened. When, when, yeah, when yeah. we're there. Yeah. Well, anyway, he has a meeting with Alan. And that is our final clip. You always did like imagination, Williams. But I guess you knew that. Oh, come now, Alan. You needn't be too cruel. We're here on business. I guess you know that, don't you? I want what's mine. I want it now. Will you inform your brother that he's on my turf now? Nobody makes demands here. Nobody but me. I, I hate negotiating, don't you? And tell him he owes me a thank you. Thank you. For that little show I just put on. You mean that sleazy charade outside? You watched, didn't you? <laughs> He's got a point there, brother. Now listen, it's been a lifetime getting what's mine. Nothing more, nothing less. Careful, my friend. It sounds as if you're about to threaten me, and I don't like threats. I want what's mine. I want it now. 
Oh, brother, please, there's certain rules. Except the protocol. Sit down. I said to sit down. I said to sit down. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> much, much better. Now, at least we can talk. And listen. What you want, what I have, I'm selling to the highest bidder. What I want's already mine. Your brother, he doesn't listen too well, does he, Larry? He just doesn't understand the way we do things down here. Down here? It's the same as up there. Or haven't you figured that out yet? Okay, so Alan's literally fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's putting on the show to symbolize that he's fucking dead. Yeah. Because Alan screwed up. Yeah. And he got lost in that thing coming and you know, whatever that whole thing was trying to get the briefcase, he He screwed it up. He screwed it up and now he's he's fucked up. And now the brother is taking him or half brother is taking our main character, Williams, through this tour of the afterlife or Hades or whatever weird sub underworld type existence that they have to go through and dig into the seedier side of things to grab the case that should have been delivered. Yes. Which I do believe represents the power he is supposed to have or whatever it it's is. It's what they never yeah. go into what it is. So, but the case represents the thing that was supposed to be delivered to him and what is supposed to be his. It's almost supposed to like, just like Pulp Fiction, man, you can decide what was in the briefcase. Well, I believe that it's a, the same thing that is supposed to be in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we cut to then, um, the sister of the main dude's girlfriend. She, um, uh, is in there and she's in her room and the, one of the evil dudes from the very beginning of the business meeting comes walking in uh, and he states, um, he says hello uh, to Felicia and then it cuts away for, after that. Um, so we find out her name's Felicia. Uh, we cut back to the dancing girl on the bar. Uh, we see she's alive and well. I mean, she was the same one who got fucked by Alan. But is the dancing girl actually alive and well or, or is, is that, that like a spirit? Yeah, that's because doomed soul for eternity just up there to dance little because little bro says he's amazed she keeps dancing she never takes a break and never gets tired uh little bro said that big bro made a bad deal with the wrong people uh and that he knows what needs to happen and he also can take care of it if his bigger brother wants him to do so uh then after taking a phone call he informs his bigger brother that they have his girlfriend sister felicia and the bigger bro decides to leave the bar without saying anything really uh so uh little bro was offering to take care of it though he's trying to be a nice guy is he or is he just leveraging for more power leveraging for more power but fuck it i mean i'm trying to find a happy ending here uh <laughs> i don't think there is one in this film no i don't think so either well not the way that you would define happy <laughs> uh the man tells uh felicia that uh the main bro knows that he's there that she won't be able to get out because everything's secured and she says well this doesn't concern me i'm not a part of the contract and he corrects her by saying see certainly is part of the contract yeah Okay. Then we see the main bro is with another woman. He tells her that he needs her. Uh, they embrace, and then she tells him things will be changing. He says good or bad, and she says just changing. Uh, then we cut to, we see a scene where little bro is getting a gun ready. Um, then we cut to uh, the woman is stripping for the main bro. So, hey, that's not bad. No, that's a total thank you movie. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the little bro still with the gun again. Uh, then back to more making out. 
out. This is where everything starts cutting in and out. Yes. Uh, then we see the evil dude is ripping clothes off Felicia. Yes. Then we cut away from that, and we cut into like a weird. The rest is two very different sex scenes. One is with the main dude and this other woman, which is seems to be very loving, very affectionate, romantic, consensual, that sort of thing. Yes. And the other one's the evil dude raping Felicia because it doesn't seem like she's totally enjoying it at, at first. Then at the very end, it seems like <sighs> it's a very bizarre sex scene that feels yeah. like it's like dominance and supposed to be representative of more quote unquote perverted sex maybe where like she's just an object and like she gets off on being dominated and treated subhuman yes in that that way and it feels almost like those of us that would prefer sex to be more like the one scene that's happening with our main character yeah and that very lovely woman yeah like that most of us would be like oh yeah way to go that's, yeah that's that that's a good time but those of us that may be into the other side of things that might be a little more slap and tickle and more slap than tickle yeah as what was going Going on in the I other mean, scene. That was all slap. I didn't see a lot of tickle there. Right. So juxtaposing those two types of sex yeah. and almost equating them together almost is like a symbolic representation of this journey that our main character has gone on. He's experiencing both types of pleasure and is finding joy in both types of sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like the, the like it's, it's like that kind of representation of like they're they're put on like an equal level now yeah. in the film where they were definitely separated, but by the time the film ends, they've kind of merged together yeah. to where it can be the same same thing almost yeah it's weird that they did it this way but that's the only thing that i could kind of glom from that possibly yeah um well anyway main dude and his woman get done first and as he's getting dressed she says that it's probably the last time they will see each other he says they still needs her and she says she corrects him and says you no longer need you know he doesn't need her anymore and that uh things that that he's now gotten all he can get from her then we cut to the evil dude and after he finishes with felicia the little bro is there. He says, hello. And, and the evil guy goes, what's that you have in your hand? He goes, oh, this, this helps project little metal things at high speed. Let me show you. Which is actually quite brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I thought was that like, was pretty I was like, funny. I, I was like, you know what? Well played. That's a great ending scene. way to say something right before you kill somebody, which yeah. he does shoot them. Uh, yeah, shoot them both. What the fuck? Yeah, he shot them both. Let the girl live, dude. Yeah. What unless, did she do wrong? Unless he didn't shoot her and he only shot the guy twice. Yeah, he, sh- he fires twice, but we don't see what yeah, see where the shots go later on that night uh the main bro is uh, with his girlfriend this time and as he's laying on bed naked uh you can see he's holding on to the briefcase with one hand yep and he's so got himself in the other hand he must have gotten it from the other woman that's how he got it from the final woman that he was yeah. having sex with because that's why she said you don't need me anymore you have what you need yeah so and now he gets to apparently keep it because the other people are dead yes so well then his uh girlfriend says you know uh she needed a good fuck and not like making love or anything she just wanted a just a good fucking yeah and uh you know you can tell he's a little out of it because you know he just spent the evening fucking um he so, probably needs a sandwich in another 20 minutes at least yeah something anyway she then says uh, that his brother called and when he says what he have to say she said how does it feel to be his partner as he stares at main bro stares off into the distance we then see little bro and he laughs and laughs maniacally roll credits 
Okay, so this like sort of sexual journey through various types of fetishism and uh, sexual acts where the first guy, that representation of the room, we, we pretty much decided that it's like your journey of into sexuality. Yeah. And then the next one represented your journey into the depths of fetishism and some more out there kinky sides of sexuality. Yes. Which the Alan guy clearly went too far and ended up fucking dead. Yeah. Literally. Yes. <laughs> Literally fucking dead. Yeah. This is my th- thought and this basically the, the layout of the film but for also me. he ends up being in command of the underworld there so he said that's his turf well that specific section of turf yeah. yeah this is kind of my idea of what i think might this might be representing um the main character got involved in the mafia he got the power that he was looking for he made several compromises along the way um lost who he was as a human being had this side piece who he thought he was in love with even though his other girlfriend was a part of his business and his plan and everything with what he was doing with the this evil shit. Uh, his would-be partner at the time made a power move to try and take over and then his brother ended up stepping up with him or his half-brother. They did some even more underhanded and awful shit yeah. where he lost who he was and now he's hollowed out and he lost everything that he's supposed to have except for that briefcase which represents the power or whatever it's supposed to be that he was looking for mm-hmm. which I would submit to you is his soul. He went on this whole entire journey and he finally got his soul back but it's damned. Yeah. And he's, I mean, it's useless to him. Yeah, it's, but he wants it. It's damned, but he has to keep it in the case. Yeah. And the whole underworld thing, I think, is pretty much like after his death of reliving his damnation. So the case represents him trying to regain his soul yeah. and his humanity in this underworld hell. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to fall asleep, wake up the next day and do the same shit all over again. Oh, yeah. It's like a repetitive thing where this is like his eternity mm-hmm. is kind of how I it's was always looking trying at to get his soul yeah, back. This is what I was kind of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. But the, the various stages in the representations. I mean, I don't know what that is supposed to symbolize, but that's just kind of what I was feeling. Yeah, and maybe he doesn't it. relive it. Maybe he's not in hell. He is alive, but that's why he seems so unemotional because, you know, he doesn't, his soul is in the in that case. Yeah, it's but like now, a, it's an abstract now he's got representation a whole, of what he went through yeah. that hollowed him out and made him yeah. but not now even he, a human anymore. Now he's got a whole new problem. Now he has his soul back. Maybe now that's great, but now he has a permanent link to that underworld because of his brother. Oh yeah, that soul's doomed. he has doomed. to work with yeah. him. Yeah. He's fucking doomed. Yeah, he may yeah. have his humanity, but it's doomed. Yeah. There's no way out for him in this. He's completely fucked, but not in a good way. No, not in a very bad way. Yeah. 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 Not in the good way that he was trying to do earlier. Yeah. And I, I mean, it seems to me as though he may have set up to have his would-be sister-in-law or his girlfriend's sister be assaulted or pimped out to these underworld guys so that they were in the right spot for him to be able to do the power grab besides just his partner yeah, Alan. He probably did not tell his girlfriend but he probably included in his contract that you know if he couldn't get whatever money or whatever back not only would he lose his soul in that briefcase but he would lose or here's the other thing because he seemed to want that briefcase from Alan almost to place it. Maybe he was going to pay for something to these mob guys with his soul. But since he didn't have it, they just started collecting on everything around him that he would have cared about at the time. Yeah. And and he probably put up his girlfriend's sister as collateral. Yeah, it's a possibility. Because he seems like an asshole who would do that. Or they just wanted to include a really kind of more slap than tickle, slap and tickle sex scene. That also could be, yeah. That didn't involve bootlicking. Hey, listen, I thought we were trying to be art vanguard around (laughs) here, right? (laughs) Either way, um, however you want to kind of interpret and look at it, it's all up to you. Yeah. It's a really 
gorgeously shot film. Um, I didn't really feel anything in the runtime. Like I didn't like it. Didn't feel like it was dragging to me. Like because it just kept no, moving it's on. A, it's a tight hour and eighteen minutes, yeah. man. It's it's tight. <laughs> Twat. Yeah. No, I didn't say that. I said tight. 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 It's a really well made film. It's shot gorgeously. Uh, the sex scenes never get too far off kilter for me. Yeah. Um, I really actually enjoyed this film. Um, I think what we should probably do is kind of not necessarily rank the films, but just kind of like you know rewatchability kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Would you watch any of these again? You know, of the three, is yeah. there one that you would be tending to watch more of again? Oh, that's a good one. Um, of the three, yeah, oh, you can a, say you would actually want to watch them all again. That's totally yeah. fine. But I well, the um, a woman's torture, woman's torment, a woman's torment. I'm uh-huh. sorry, I'd, I'd be fine not watching again. Yeah, uh, Miss Aggie, because you hated Otis so much. I hated I mean, fucking Otis yeah. so fucking much. What a fucking tool. Um, Miss Aggie, that ending is just something that gets you. That psycho reveal ending. Yeah, really that good. psycho yeah. reveal ending was so good. Um, but this one kind of was more, I think, Corruption was more the complete package deal. and shot better. It looked better. But, yeah. I mean, really, with Miss Aggie or Corruption, flip a coin for me, and it's fine. Just because, yeah. Mm. God, one, I'll go with Corruption. I'll go with this one we watched, then Miss Aggie, then A I Woman's th- Torment. I think Corruption has a lot higher rewatchability factor because you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. There's a lot more sex scenes involved. Yeah. A lot more actually beautifully shot sex scenes now that we talk about it. Yeah. I mean, they they went with a different type of film stock than had ever been used on this shore. It was like a AGFA is the name of the company that was making it. And nobody was pushing rope all the time. <laughs> There's that as well. <laughs> um, but at this point, like the adult industry had gotten to to essentially what would be its pinnacle at this point of shooting on film in this era that this film was released, you know, and it do- this is like right before things start to go into video and the budgets drop and people are treated like shit more. Yeah. Even more so than, you know, what we've kind of discussed before in the past. But it also, it just has more craft to it. Like it feels like the people that made this cared more than some of the other films. Like, if, I mean, the other films had some artsy stuff and some really interesting stories, but it was also, I mean, there were some, they could have done different takes of some of the dialogue and everything. Everything like that. Yeah. Whereas this one, while the dialogue may have not been all that great and maybe the acting wasn't all that great, they kept it to a minimum and they just threw everything else and right it, up there. Yeah. And it wasn't too horrible of acting. No, I mean, for the most part, I've seen much worse B movie and exploitation film acting than what we've seen in this. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of quashes the myth about porn acting being bad as well. Yeah. And I think that started mainly when it started going to tapes. Yeah. Yeah. In the VHS era boom of people shootings directly on tape is when it got really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. When the pizza man shows up to fix the cable. <laughs> hey, the pizza guy's here. Uh, you need your pool cleaned. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say rewatchability-wise, I will probably want to watch this one more. Yeah. Um, I would be more likely to watch it for the main reason you would watch a porn more <laughs> than, yeah, right. than the other films. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I did really enjoy A Woman's Torment, so I guess that would be my second one if I'm I'm going to rank them okay. on enjoyment factor. I did really like the story on that. I was really getting into it and I'll just probably sit and count each individual little body hair on that guy during the bathtub <laughs> scene again because that was so bizarre. Uh, it's just weird shit, man. Yeah. But I do have to say that, that you're not wrong about that twist on Memories Within Miss Aggie and yeah. I like the psychological aspects of the other two films. I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just the aesthetics that I liked more on this one and it drew me in or maybe it was just the plethora of beautiful women that this film had. I think it's, yeah, I mean, that's 
does not hurt. Not at all. Yeah. The only thing that it hurt was me not being able to fully enjoy it and trying to be more academic and viewing the film. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't just, you know, rub one out and go to bed. Right. Yeah. Because then I would only be watching five of the 78 minutes of the film. <laughs> and that's being generous. That's <laughs> Very generous. That's if you had a tiry day and you really got to work up for it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, this really kind of widens the scope of what was possible in adult film to me. It makes it more obvious that there were folks that were trying to create something a little more artistic and they weren't going to be limited by the idea that pornographic film cannot also be artistic. Yeah. And I mean, if that's what Robert was going for with this, then fucking mission accomplished. You've totally shown me that that is a possibility. And back in those days when they were shooting on film, they wanted to make full movies that just had sex in it. Right. But they wanted to make actual stories. But some of the ones that I've seen that are from this era that, you know, maybe not necessarily the more famous names that I've already seen, but mm-hmm. just some of the ones that I have seen that are like the fairy tale knockoffs where they throw in adult films on top of it. Yeah. Nowhere near this well shot. Nowhere near this well acted. No. Nowhere near this well fucking going it's, on. It's, it kind of reminds me of what they tried to, you know, what the, you know, the whole story of Boogie Nights was. Yeah. The movie, you know, how the, you had a director who really wanted to make a real movie. Classic yeah. film that just so happened to have adult content. Yeah. And yeah. that kind of just makes you think of this movie then. Yeah. That, that somebody tried to do that. Well, there's a lot of other films that I would be interested in checking out that are like that as well. Uh huh. You know, because yeah. I mean, who doesn't like a good seven to 10 minute clip whenever they need that? Yeah. But sometimes you want to actually have a story and some entertainment mixed in with those seven to 10 minute clips if you need them. Sometimes I want to know if that sex detective has done his sex work clip. It's got to be right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it was a very interesting journey. And I think this is going to be the end of the adult films that we're doing. All right. That uh, is listener supported. Now we're taking a little break between these and the next two episodes that are listener supported. All right. For next week, we're going to be doing something a little bit different okay. than what we've been doing in the past for that break. And then we'll come right back in and we'll finish up the last two listener supported episodes from there. Sounds good. Anything else you want to talk about before we move on? No, we can move on. All right. So of course, because it was a shorter movie and there's a lot less kind of to really dig into with this one because it's more pornographic than anything. Yeah. We're going to have to take a little break here. Yeah. We're going to play a promo for another podcast uh-huh. and have a little bit of music befitting of this film corruption. Yes. And when we come back, we're going to have to do some science. Hello, this is Rod Barnett, the host of The Bloody Pit, the podcast about eclectic film from across the decade. On The Bloody Pit, we've covered Godzilla movies, Doctor Who movies starring Peter Cushing, The Outer Limits, Fu Manchu, Doc Savage, old radio shows, my favorite movies of all time, a Lucio Fulci film or two, 1970s science fiction movies, and a long series on the films of Italian maestro Antonio Margheriti. So if you're curious to learn a little bit about some of the stranger areas of cult film and television, join me and my rotating group of co-hosts on The Bloody Pit. You might even learn something about Coffin Joe. And that's scary, people. Very scary.
So the mind fuck that happens in this film is like, like another layer of pornography. Yeah. Because it's fucking up your brain while you're watching fucking on screen. What do you think? That that sounds, sounds nice. That's not an excuse to put Beck on this show that I've never really had before. Yeah. I, I couldn't find a reason to put a Beck song on here, no but matter how hard always, I may or may not have tried. It's always good to get Beck on, though. <laughs> It'll put you in a coma, that's for sure. Yeah, well, thank God somebody get this wreck over with. <laughs> I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about my life. Okay. Just, just to let you know. There's only one way to wake up from a coma that Beck will put you in. You know what that uh, is, Matt? What's that? Give me some PSYOP news. This comes from our friend Blue of uh, the Daily Star. Sex robots with coding errors prone to violence and could strangle humans. Doll That's collect- my fetish. <laughs> doll collector Brick Dollbanger. Are you fucking kidding me? His name is Brick Dollbanger? <laughs> His name is Brick Dollbanger. I mean, okay. I, mean, I hate a toddler. <laughs> I'm just, that's, it's fucking, come on. You can't uh, pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Anyway, old doll banger uh, fears what could happen if robots are not regulated. Um, uh, don't regulate my fucking robots. <laughs> Literally my fucking robots. Yeah, sex robots plagued with coding errors could be prone to violent behaviors, including strangling, an expert is warned. This is like traces of death fucked to porno. Doll collector Brick Dollbanger fears violent <laughs> repercussions if robotics are not regulated properly. Circle jerk! He believes a simple coding error could turn AI girlfriends into their uh, against their owners if they are equipped with free will. Come in to me! Well, I know there is a problem when you equip a female with free will of them turning on their owners. That does happen. Wow. See, this is the problem. This incel motherfucker is yeah. pissed off that robots may be able to be sentient and think for themselves. And, then and how dare to. how dare a sex doll refuse his penis? That's his problem. Also, clips. This Brick, is like Tracy's a death. Brick, who has close t- uh, ties with manufacturers Real Robotics and Abyss, told Daily Star Online, "It scares me to death. It's a machine, and it's always going to be a machine." Vagina smells like dead body. Is what he's trying to say. If you've watched the movies Ex Machina, because I honestly believe synthetics are going to look very similar to that movie. I'm going to shove the uh, porno magazine down your throat. It's not going to be something you can hit with a pipe. It's going and it's going to fall apart. He has stated that. Why do you want to hit your sex bot with a pipe? I don't know. Also clip. He has also (laughs) said that uh, he has always said that when a synthetic can support itself, that synthetic is going to be much stronger than a normal human. It's going to be more durable, and instead of having bones, it's going to have high-impact plastic or aluminum frame. Afraid of vaginas? It's going to be very strong, and it won't get tired. It won't stop unless it runs out of energy. It uh, uh, runs out of an energy supply. Sounds like he's got a Terminator fetish. Yeah, he... That cock and shit, it's like metal. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was a probes. Uh, unless you can, he also goes on to say, unless you can stop it with some kind of projectile, like a gun or something like that. If this thing got out of control, it could do some serious damage. He added, I'm "Going to fuck it to death." One line <laughs> of bad code is as simple as that. One line of bad code. Shooting a fucking hot load See, all over but this dog. You get a competent coder. Just you know, look up court psyops. He can get this done <laughs> with no mistakes. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are overselling my ability. <laughs> well, I'm not saying they wouldn't attack people. I'm just saying it would be a mistake if they did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you would just hard code that in there. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. If you can't fight off a bot, you shouldn't be fucking it. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking Thunderdome. Yeah, if you can't subdue something, don't put your cock in it. <laughs> clip. That's a clip. <laughs> nice. Well played. It's also a good rule to live by. <laughs> a girl gets terrified enough, the only thing that's going to solve that is a cock. What What about those dudes like to go out with like uh, Amazon-like looking women who are like bigger than them? Well, that might be something that's a little bit different. Maybe they like to be subdued. Oh, uh, there you go. But I'm talking about this guy yes. specifically. Like, if he's so terrified of what a sex robot could possibly do, maybe don't fuck it. Yeah. Maybe. Well, he goes on to say, if you make one mistake and you have a line of bad code in there and it hits this line of bad code, depending on what it's doing or where it's at or numerous other instances, it could just decide that this is what it's supposed to do. I'm a homosexual. It declares. It's been programmed and more than likely it's going to be answering to a cloud server of some kind to get I'm updated. I'm another dick. To have any kind of work done on a, on itself. It will have to uh, link to the server and it wouldn't stop until those things occurred. Coming to me! Put it this way, it can put its arm around your neck and just stop you from breathing and you wouldn't be able to get away with it from it. Something as simple as that. A Is simple, he trying to make this sound hot? Because it really sounds hot. <laughs> a simple hug. Will you stop masturbating? A simple <laughs> hug could, no. be, could be a constriction that could literally compress your chest and airway and stop you from breathing. Oh, that's so fucking hot. It could keep the constriction going until you stop breathing. Nice. Sex robot technology is rapidly advancing with new updates regularly emerging. Robo yeah. Robotics is working on equipping sex robots with vision and expect robots to be walking in only a decade. Cloud Climax has also launched its first doll with full, with full artificial intelligence, promising they can replace human intimacy. Perfect. Several Fuck. decades behind what I can do, but still perfect. <laughs> oh, man. That was above decent. Um, so, like, all of that is basically an incel realizing that soon his inanimate objects that he's been fucking will have sentience and he will have to treat them like a sentient being and that perturbs him and terrifies him. Yes. Because they'll be stronger than him. Yes. So my advice is still the same for that specific person. If you can't subdue it, don't put your dick in it. <laughs> Again, clip. Yeah. This one comes from our boy Chris Mounts. From Wisconsin. Yes. So it's going to be a more of a depressing story. Um, <laughs> I found that mostly everything that comes from Wisconsin is depressing. You're not wrong. This is from the New York Post. A man accused of murdering his wife with heroin spiked cereal. Wow. Yeah. A Michigan man has been charged with murder nearly five years after the death of his wife, who died after eating a bowl of cereal spiked with heroin, authorities said. Oh, tears are good lube. Jason T. Harris, 44, of Davison, was arraigned Tuesday on charges of first-degree murder, solicitation of murder, and delivery of a controlled, uh, controlled substance, causing death after investigators conclude last week that his 36-year-old wife, Christina Ann Thompson Harris, didn't die in September 2014 of an accidental overdose, as originally thought. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blow finger bang a girl with a corpse hand <laughs> uh, we believe he put the heroin in her cereal and milk that night that she died after getting it from someone thinking it would be tasteless and odorless much like he had asked his co-workers mo 
multiple times. Again, this is that thing where every time like a spouse is, you know, dies uh-huh. and it's somewhat mysterious. And then they always, always find out that the other spouse either talked to somebody, asked too many questions or Googled something. Yeah. Just I mean, don't get me wrong. Thank you for being stupid criminals. So, like, that yo, you can be prosecuted easier. But holy shit, that makes you feel slightly safer, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, that there are dum dums out there. You don't. You want to know how you find out that kind of information, and no one can know. How? It's called a VPN. Yeah, and then you use DuckDuckGo. Yeah, through a Tor browser. Yep. You know, you yes, know, it will take a lot that. longer, and it's. Well, I'm telling you right now, well, to our general listener, this is how you do it. Maybe you shouldn't. What? You shouldn't be advertising how people could. Look up how to murder other people. Okay, well, what I'll advertise is my 12-week course on how to do it properly. The only thing that you have to worry about is that you bought it from me. So we're going to sell this under the guise of how to podcast your spouse. You know, I feel like they could just go back and catch all this in the podcast Uh and then tie it to you. Do you really think that the authorities are going to listen all the way to the news with everything else that we've discussed? No, man. By this point in time, you're right. They're probably spent. Exactly. Pants around ankles. Exactly. Just panting. But our listeners who are dedicated enough and also want to podcast their spouse can send me a check or a money order. Dude, when you get that first check or money order and you shit yourself, just know you did that to yourself. (laughs) Notice I'm not giving them an address. That's true. That's true. Dark web, folks. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm obviously joking. <laughs> I know, because you, last thing you want is in three years, some guy in the news going, I used to listen to Cinema Psyops, and they told me how to podcast my spouse. <laughs> I do want to see that hashtag going, podcast yeah, your spouse. Podcast, hashtag podcast your spouse. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Let's see here. Uh, a coroner changed the woman's cause of death from accidental overdose to homicide last week following a uh, uh, to podcast oh a coroner changed the woman's cause of death from accidental overcoast to podcast last week following <laughs> a lengthy investigation that started with relatives questioned that finding saying they never knew the mother or two to use drugs only to podcast mm. wait seriously the prosecutor said harris sibley went to police on october 2014 to report that he had made statements about getting rid of of Christina, unquote. You Harris, know why he got away with this so long, Matt? Old cops are bumbling dummies. Fuck, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Harris's uh, co-workers also told investigators he told them he wanted to avoid divorcing his wife of 11 years and making child support payments. So he asked a colleague to kill Christina Harris for $5,000 after a hitman he had lined up got arrested. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a what are, what are your co-workers? I mean, dude, how fucking desperate are you? <laughs> how fucking stupid? Stupid, yeah, are you? He's the dumbest dumb fuck that ever dumbed. No, you don't ask your coworkers. You go to a fucking strip club and you find some kind of seedy looking character. Yeah. And then you talk to them. Yeah. Hopefully it's your younger brother. <laughs> or me, if or, you're or in court. Omaha. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or court. <laughs> and I'll teach you how to podcast your spouse. Uh, you, you'll learn. Uh, Harris also sought out drugs that were odorless and tasteless and had apparently given his wife reason to suspect something was his, going on. His Google history included iocane powder because he's a big fan of the princess bride that's right she told a friend that if something happens to me look at jason layton said police also found that how fucked up is your relationship if your spouse is telling people if something happens to me look at matt and how wait what well if you're in your in this situation it's oh, your spouse. okay i'm like i'm like why, why are you singling me out motherfucker? seriously people if something happens to me look at matt <laughs> 
<laughs> no, man. Then I can't do the show. And how else do I, you know, expound myself out there? What if something happens to me? Yeah, fair enough. Because uh-huh. you definitely don't know how to do this shit. <laughs> no, on your I own. could not do this shit on my own. So fuck even it. if my wife gave you all the equipment after I listen, died, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. It, no matter, it, even if your wife wants to try to podcast you, I'll be there to protect you, man. Because I need this fucking show. <laughs> I just got body armor in the roughly squiggly shape of man. Yes, that's right. There's a lot of fat, man. If she tries to shoot you, it's not going to get through me and into you, all right? You're like you're like Kevlar laced with fat. <laughs> I'm like Kevlar if Kevlar was wearing Kevlar. You're like a heavily insulated Kevlar vest. Listen, there's a there's a distinct possibility that if a nuke goes off, I could shade you from the initial blast. <laughs> Leaving nothing behind but the smell of bacon. Yep. <laughs> It'll be a lot better smelling than the fucking nuclear fallout that'll happen. Um, I can't save you from that, but I could save you from the initial blast. Uh, but then you could rule, like, this desert land, and you can run your own Thunderdome. Yeah, and anarchy. Yeah. No, you can't run anarchy. <laughs> you already said I could. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, okay, and also, if you're telling a friend, though, th- this is kind of goes on her. If you're telling a friend if something happens to me, look at Jason, uh-huh. why the fuck are you out there like staying at your parents place take the kids out of there why would you continue to live under the same roof as a person who you're like hmm, they might murder me with your children income inequality pa- yeah i guess i mean but then how sad is that that well, you're forced someone's forced to live with somebody who yeah. they think is going to kill them yeah well there's that and then there's also um sometimes an abuser will keep a spouse hostage with money yeah because they have no money of their own they have no control of their own that's life. true no i don't i don't see that like she had a job or anything yeah. so she so could have been a stay-at-home it's, mom it's a possibility Possibility and someone who is brazenly asking all of these questions of all of these folks on how to podcast their spouse. Yeah. Clearly had some other things that he was probably doing to control said spouse. Exactly. So she fell a victim to more of his just gross, Bullshit. horrible humanity. Ugh. Police also found that Harris bought a ticket for a flight to Rhode Island to meet up with another woman just nine days after his wife died. Harris, who is being held without bond, has pleaded not. I mean, this guy's a fucking idiot. You can't pay a Bail? Well, I could probably. There's nothing funny about this. He's also no. There's nothing funny. I'm not. But you know what? Psyop news doesn't always get to be funny. Sometimes you have to listen about how stupid fucking people are in this fucking world, just so everyone can maintain that this world's a piece of shit. And the sooner we fucking burn it with fucking fire, the better it's going to be for everybody else. Jesus, you have to get a new job. What's wrong with you? Something. I don't know. Old Uh, cops are bumbling dummies. (laughs) That's why the guy got away with it for so long. Well, anyway, he's also pleaded not guilty. Fucking asshole. Mr. Harris has been completely cooperative throughout this five-year investigation and is eager to have all the facts revealed when Why this did case is presented. Years? Old cops no are idea. bumbling dummies. <laughs> so, oh, God damn it! Yeah, I walked right into that one, didn't I? So that's why it took so long? Old cops are bumbling dummies. Makes sense. I didn't say that. Old cops are bumbling dummies. You huh? clearly said that. I didn't say that. That's, Old cops um, are bumbling dummies. That's photoshopped. So that wall, that's a pretty good idea. Jesus, Matt, what does that have to do with anything? How, how the fuck did you cut that together? That is something you you said. Yeah, I must have been mocking somebody. No. That's obviously photoshopped. I can tell by the pixels. <laughs> There's I no should, pixels in I audio. Should, I should know. I've seen a few shops in my day. <laughs> that is a clear and beautiful waveform, and that wasn't cut together. You were talking about a different type of wall. 
Oh, really? Yeah. What, what, it's just all about taking it out of context. What set of wall was it? I don't know, but it wasn't the one that you're automatically thinking of. I know, right? Now, you know what, though? It really sucks. It's like, you know, oh, I want to build like this pretty, you know, wall space. It, that pe- now that people, that's ruined for people because fucking some Cheeto is so that wall. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, better than the other one. Um, Neo-Nazis are pretty good people. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why I want to die nightly. Uh <laughs> Old cops are bumbling dummies. Why, why do you why do you think I'm willing to take a bullet for you just so I can end it sooner for myself? <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> you know it's, what? I, I just realized we're really remiss that we didn't use this for like every cum shot in the films that we what? just reviewed. Shoot some fucking ropes, right? <laughs> should have been fucking used. It should have been just using that constantly. Would have been perfect. Oh my god! Let's see if we can find another one here. Yeah, bring us back from the nihilistic fucking hopelessness of that goddamn story. I don't believe so. <laughs> To find something really fun. You want to ruin the show and tank it for everybody else just because you're in a shit mood. No. If I did that, we would never have a show. That's true. You have done it a few times. Fuck it. <laughs> so I get a time or two. I hate that. This is Matt as he walks into the house. Who in the fuck took my paper clips? It's pretty true, actually. Just decorating it with his shit. Fucking just pissed. Uh, corpse fucking. Corpse fucking. <laughs> All right, this one's from Mystique, so. That's our, our boy Ken. Our boy Ken. Uh, something I could probably need right now. Smoking psychedelic toad milk could alleviate depression for up to four weeks. I'm going to need you to redo that headline because I have no idea what you just said. Smoking psychedelic toad milk. Psychedelic toad milk? Yes. That's the name of my next punk band. Awesome. Because, <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that right? makes fucking sense. Yeah. Could alleviate depression for up to four weeks. Pulling it just to pull it. Right. A milky a psycho... How does one milk a toad? You can milk anything if it has nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> like the best line in that yeah, shitty yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a milky uh, psychoactive secretion that oozes from the glands of a North American toad could provide fast acting and extremely potent treatment for depression, according to a new study. So you got to like milk the gland of a frog for this? It, I, it, listen, it sounds like you're drinking toad cub at this point. Clip. Yep. <laughs> you're expressing glands on a toad. I, I'm just saying that's what it's sounds like in the first paragraph circle jerk the amphibian in question is the colorado river toad or buffal alvorus to give it its proper title the main talent is discharging a whitish substance that contains a compound called 5-MeO-DMT omg a jizz drinking game a psychedelic <laughs> tryptamine that is related to the more famous compound dmt shut up are you talking about penises Famously found in the mind-altering psychedelic brew, uh, 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 Oscar, uh, Oscar. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when dried and smoked, this unusual toad gunge is reported to generate a short, yeah, earth-shattering psychedelic experience during which the ego is completely obliterated and and mystical insights are supposedly accessed. Because of this, it is increasingly being used in alternative healing retreats by uh, and and by underground psychedelic therapists as a treatment for a range of emotional and psychological disorders. Let's jacket or something. (laughs) 
<laughs> is, what you, is what you would say to the frogs. Yeah. Uh, to, to investigate its efficiency, researchers used a battery of psychiatric tests to examine the impact of smoking the toad milk on 42 participants. Why don't I ever get invited to the really fun parties? It's going to cost you some serious cock. Yeah, right. Uh, because they asked if you would smoke toad milk. And I was like, none into milk. <laughs> I'm not a healthy person. <laughs> Got any OJ? Or um, someone else who didn't murder his wife horrendously? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe just a diet Pepsi. Uh, publishing their findings in the journal Psychopharmological, uh, the authors report that oh, the- Oh, I've subscribed to it. It's quarterly. Oh, is, is it quarterly? That's nice. The <laughs> authors report that the average depression ratings were down by 18% one day after inhaling the substance, while anxiety was reduced by 39% and stress by 27%. They also went on to say that if any one of these people just went out and got laid, all these would be at 100%. That's not in. That's, that's not, not actually in, in there. <laughs> when I the, can attest to you that depression and anxiety is not relieved from sex. Oh, okay. It doesn't go away. It, it's it's still there. It's not there during the sex, but the minute the sex is over, it's it, all right it's, back. It's there right for back. You. Yes. When the team conducted a follow-up analysis four weeks later, they found that depression ratings had dropped to sixty-eight percent below baseline levels, while anxiety and stress were down fifty-six and forty-eight percent, respectively. So. Well, Get yourself some of the legal CBD, mix it with a little bit of this fucking toad milk, yeah, you're, and have yourself some time. You're you're well on your way to being healthy again. While the mechanism- looks like we're going to Colorado for another reason. Fucking a <laughs> road trip, uh, toad trip, really toad trip. <laughs> we're gonna road trip for a toad, toad trip. <laughs> While the mechanism behind this antidepressant effect isn't fully understood, the study authors suggest it could be caused by an increase in neuro. Genesis with uh, with 5-MeO-DMT having previously been shown to stimulate neuronal growth and development. Boy, did I pick the wrong fucking article. Alternatively, they say that... Our the, listeners love it when you can't pronounce shit, I know. though. They love it. They know. They say that the compound may help to alleviate neuropsychiatric diseases by binding to stigma-1 receptors in the brain, which then has a regulatory effect on inflammation. 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 There's one other thing it has a great side effect for. What's that? Your cum will probably taste better. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, it was so stupid. It also helps reduce inflammation. Yeah. Uh, yet, despite the encouraging findings of this study, uh, the authors are cautious of presenting their work, expressing a concern that it could lead to exploitation of the toad through excessive milking and black market trading. And Satan's cock. <laughs> that, that too. Uh, fortunately, however, they point out that the animals needn't be harmed. It is an inquant, it is in fact quite easy to synthesize 5-MeO-DMT in the lab and that this should be just as effective as the naturally occurring version. So now you don't have to jerk off a frog. Clip. Clip. <laughs> Note to self, <laughs> learn chemistry, start to synthesize this, Yes. say it was milked from a toad, Yes. And sell. Profit? <laughs> Recently, a separate study by Johns Hopkins researchers found that 80% of the people who use the synthetic 5-MeO-DMT reported a reduction in both depression and anxiety. So if a toad milk doesn't appeal, there's a vegan option too. There you <gasps> Because... Cinema PSYOP is a progressive. Animal cruelty-free yeah. depression alleviator that tastes like 
frog jets. Fucking A. Somehow a clip. Yeah. See, now that's much better. We're all much happier. Much happier now. As if we have actually drank frog cum. I give you... <laughs> so one of these days you're going to come you... into the studio and you'll be like, well, what are we recording today? You're just going to be like, like, I don't know, I'm just so nothing. happy. I'll be like, absolutely nothing. Now grab that frog and milk it for all it's worth. <laughs> I'm like, Actually, I just went vegan. Do you have the synthetic option? <laughs> I'm feeling much better, so hopefully yes. this show alleviates some depression even, and anxiety. Even just folks. reading about it makes me feel better. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take the final break here. We're going to come back with some music to close out this overlong, weird-ass fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Sex. 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 Is perverted and sick. Sex. Sex. Is perverted and sick.
explosion, I figured, is the best way to close out this little mini chapter of our listener-supported series. Yes. Until we move on to the next two films. So yes. Yeah. Sex explosion. My life with the thrill kill. Oh, yeah. Not 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 a not a biography but, by any means. No, not at all. We're not going to talk with about my actual life with a thrill kill. Call. We're, we're all decent people here. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag podcast your spouse. Oh God. <laughs> We worked so hard to bring everybody back from that, and I'm just going to yeah, call it right You're back. just going to be right home. If you'd like to find out more about how you could podcast your spouse through this show, you can reach us on legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We also have our Facebook group where you absolutely should not be discussing that in any way, shape, or form because Zook will Zook you for that. Yes. That is Cinema Psyops. I am on Facebook where you should absolutely not contact me about this. Court Psyops. <laughs> you can also reach Matt Psyop on that page and offer to, I guess, podcast him. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, too. Uh, <laughs> either actual podcast or, you know, podcast podcast. And if you want to podcast with him, the best way to reach Matt Syop is actually through his email because he swears he checks that. I and I know do. he doesn't get back to anybody on his messenger. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Maybe he'll guest on your show, but more than likely not because that may involve actual work. Fuck, that sounds terrible to me. <laughs> you can email feedback to court and tell him to get the fuck off of Matt's back. He's doing the best that he can. Yeah. Cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Fucking asshole. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit vest that is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop and he is at psyop Matt. I am also available on Instagram where I run for our main page, cinema underscore psyops. Mostly just photos of our cats. Yeah. By our cats, I mean my wife and I's cats. Yeah. I also have a flick chat group that we have created for you folks that Matt still has not signed up on. That's a lie. I totally did. <laughs> Are you trying to fucking gaslight me on this? I checked before we recorded. No, you didn't. I think you're pretty sure you know I'm going to go ahead and gaslight you on this. That's what I do. I am a piece of human garbage. I'm going to gaslight you about this. Apparently, Matt has joined, but the only way that you're going to know for sure whether or not Matt is actually there is to check out the Flick Chat group. The code is Cinema Psyops, all smashed together, all lowercase. There we go. Are you really in the group, Matt? Are you really in the group, Matt? Yeah, of course. Have you ever actually been in the group. I've always. Are you participating? I was in the group before you even made it. That's how long <laughs> I've been in the group. Before there was a group, yep. there was a psyop <laughs> man. <laughs> the, the, the group was built around me! God damn it! You're the pillar of the foundation <laughs> of the group? Oh god. I hope not. That's a bad foundation. You can't You can't build anything on this foundation. <laughs> well, while you try to repair the foundation of this group, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. And to know it hurts. Tell me how bad it hurts. Don't tell me. What, what? 
<laughs> Why did we go with southern voices there? Oh, it was more um, rural, oh, rednecky. Rural, red. Uh, I got gotcha. you. That's just, just what just I'm what used to. Used to hearing yeah. <laughs> and or saying. Yeah, <laughs> you got to have that that specific voice to make it work for some I, of the folks. I can't imagine a, a court psyop with a drawl. It just doesn't. It doesn't fit. I'd like to say that I worked very hard to get rid of it, but that's not the case. It just never really was. Yeah, it just never uh, got its claws into you. Yeah, I blame the fact that uh, I watched a lot of TV from other areas of yeah. the world and uh, not just got stuck yeah. in the draw. Yeah, Although, that's good. when I talk to my family, sometimes it comes back. Does your, does your parents have a pretty good draw? A little bit, not bad. Well, not bad? Yeah, it's yeah. the extended family that's much worse. Uh... No, no, no. It's not ask for much and don't bother. That's the definition of true love. That is not. When you distill it down, that's all you need. I hope your wife listens to this particular show. <laughs> well, that's why I love my wife. She won't listen to this show. She doesn't ask for, she doesn't ask for much and she doesn't bother me. I was so ready for just the, she doesn't ask for much, she doesn't bother me, but she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> that's the first one. She that's won't. A, it's a especially first when we're talking about it. Dolphin. Yeah, She'll yeah. never listen that's, to this. That's one of the reasons I really love my wife, too. She doesn't listen to the show. All right, enough side tangent about this. So it's okay to peep. Yes, this time it's times. okay to peep. It's okay to peep at a peep show. At all times. At all times. At a peep show. Only at a peep show? Only at a peep show, yes. So wait, every time you have to have express permission? Yes. Fuck. God damn, man. What movie told you you didn't? <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> I did grow up in the 80s. Holy fuck, 80s movies were just fucking terrible. I mean, even Monster Squad made it okay to take a photo without them knowing. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> the wife and I just watched that like a few nights ago, and I'm like, the, every time I watch it now currently, which has been like five times like since w- I've watched it now since like I've yeah. you know, been older, each time something more horrifying happens, it makes me go, wow, this movie's just not aging well. <laughs> <laughs> just gay slurs to taking pictures of naked girls to then blackmailing said girls. To With t- naked photos of with them. With naked photos yeah. of them to read out of some passageway, which then that doesn't even count. <laughs> and you also don't even develop the film yourself, so the guys at the photo mat also have copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then Fox you let photo. Frankenstein look at him. You get him involved. <laughs> Nothing worse than a horny Frankenstein. No. Lord knows I've had to deal with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you play one Rob Zombie record backwards. The next thing you know, you got a horny Frankenstein on your doorstep. You're right. I'm fine now. All right. And then, I mean, more than that, that, you know, you degrade the girl for not being a virgin. So (laughs) does it count? Which also, I don't know how that doesn't count. What do you mean that doesn't count? (laughs) Because she didn't enjoy it, obviously. Well, yeah, I guess. We're not reviewing that film. I know. Are we ever going to review that film? You and I aren't ever going to review that film. We are never going to do that film. No, my wife and I will probably do that film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's fine because I I just, it was a childhood favorite. Now it just, it breaks my heart. Now (laughs) it's just awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) I love how I'm trying to make you uncomfortable so you start having fun. I'm having fun. Yeah. You're in a lot better mood than when you first got here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Although that's an amazing peephole to be able to yeah. do like a 180 turn. I know, right? And like just kind of like look around the corner of the door. Listen, I've been in some really fancy hotels in my life. Uh-huh. And the people on the other doors when I've knocked and hidden have never seen me before I have access to room. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Now who's being a creep? <laughs> Matt. Well, I learned it from watching you, all right? I learned it from watching you. Sure. 
I don't think there is one in this film. No, I don't think so either. Well, not the way that you would define happy. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> I mean, you, Matt Psyop, not what, people. What do you mean, Matt Psyop? <laughs> I mean the dickhead sitting across from me in this table. What do you mean across the table? Okay, desk, what the fuck ever? Move on with your notes. What do you mean, move on with the notes? I mean, move on with the notes. Twat, right? Twat. Twat. Still doing the long no, no. sound. Twat. 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 There you got it. There we go. Uh, you know, I'm going to be saying that by sleep tonight. My wife's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Be like, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> just, I had a language lesson today. I'm learning. Hard body, motor city, love life.
Yeah.